0: Welcome back to friends like us Marina Franklin here your host this week on friends my friend my pal I've known him since Chicago I've known him for well over more than half my life he's like a brother to me he's also been an inspiration and he's a big supporter of my comedy he's always given me a shout out I love whenever Godfrey comes on the podcast it's been a long time welcome back Godfrey Godfrey is one of the most dominant forces in the comedy circuit. He has a one-hour comedy special on Comedy Central. He's on season two of Tiffany Haddish's Presents They Ready on Netflix. And he's been seen on several TV shows. He was on the FX pilot Bronx Warrants. He was in Zoolander, 30 Rock, recurring role on Louie and he is currently one of the recurring cast members of the improv comedy show Wild and Out VH1. Also check him out on this season HBO Max's That Damn Michael Che. You know it's always a treat to have Godfrey here. You know you're gonna laugh so strap in Lauren Lott. New friend to the show She's a California girl from San Diego She received a B.A. in Mass Media Arts With a concentration in Radio, TV, Film From Clark Atlanta University She's appeared live in Shrek the Musical At the Alliance Theater in Atlanta She's appeared in several television shows Including Greenleaf, The Game, Tales Fatal Attraction, Powers A feature film called Tag Lauren was cast for season 14 of American Idol Where she made it to Top 16 And after American Idol, she landed the role of Gladys Knight in Motown, the musical understudying Diana Ross in the national tour, as well as the Broadway company in New York. Other theater works include leading roles in Once on This Island and Born For This. Aside from professional acting, Lauren enjoys making internet content and she has managed to create and collaborate. Several videos that have racked up millions of views across her social media platforms. So check her out, Lauren Law. Jenny Saldana is Back. Jenny Ginny is a writer, actress, stand-up comedian, and breast cancer rock star, and all-around hotness. She wrote, produced, and starred in Happy Cancer Chick, a web series inspired by her own battles with breast cancer. She appeared in HBO's High Maintenance. Her video series, The Little Brown Girl Show, can be found on YouTube and Facebook Live. I want to thank all of our listeners of Friends Like Us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto-download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is Podcast and Twitter is friendslikeus10. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip, donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash us. And right now, we actually have a one-on-one conversation with Shauna Lane, and we'll be doing that quite often on our Patreon page for our Patreon fans only. Special shout out to those Patreon friends! because of you, we keep going. Merch is available. We have T-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, and tank tops. They're all available. Just go to my website, MarinaFranklin.com. Weekly on my YouTube channel, I go live with my assistant Evelyn Frick and my wacky friend Dave Juskow. We give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leave reviews, and we. We have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by and sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows. Now we've been off for two weeks. I know it's the summer, but we'll be back this Saturday. So don't miss us on YouTube Live. And with friends like us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content it's on the way. Tell a friend, you know, to check us out, stay safe, wash those dirty little hands, wear a mask still if you want to get vaccinated, booster up and Black Lives Matter. Oh my God, today we have a really great episode. Uh well, first welcoming back a uh, longtime friend Godfrey, who was on the podcast from the very beginning. Oof.
1: Yeah, that was a long time ago.
0: And then, like, you know, you did you had Sirius and now you have your own show at Gas Digital and but yeah. we haven't yeah. had you back in so long. You're like our original friend of friends like us. Why the hell not? Why haven't you been here?
1: I don't know. I don't you know how you just don't think about it you just go you know you have a podcast but you just do your thing you know how comedians we just like all over the place but yeah you know I always come on your podcast if you ask me I will go yeah I'll do it it's,
0: well you know I what's went, so funny is when we you went to college
1: me. together for college.
0: I know when you called me the other night uh-huh. you know you were the fourth person to call me and say I've been thinking about you and I was like am I dying this week what's going on
1: I just you just popped in my head. So what the hell is Marina Franklin doing? That's what doing?
0: everyone said to me this week. Yeah. Greer yeah. said that. Um, yeah. Red, who plays piano on stage, yeah. said that. Yeah, Red,
1: Red Chris. Yeah, I mean other Red. Yeah, from the band. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then Kalise Hawkins. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then Tony Woods. He goes. You know, you just popped into my head. I was like. What is going on? And then Colin <laughs> was like, play the Powerball or whatever.
2: Damn, what <laughs> so is going on?
0: <laughs> play the lottery. You
2: should have played it. Should have played the lottery. <laughs>
0: so yeah, well. That was a weird moment for me.
1: So I said, yeah. So I'm glad I'll do it more often. They just gotta tell me.
0: I'm glad you're back.
1: Thank you for having Welcome me. I'm
0: back. All right. And then Ginny Saldana, who uh it's uh the day after the Puerto Rican Soy Bariqua.
1: <laughs> it was it Puerto Rican day? Pool. I was
2: supposed to be. Oh, wow. Yesterday was a Puerto Rican day. Pool. I was supposed to be on a float yesterday night and I
1: um,
0: forfeited my spot because I was afraid of the rain. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was no rain, really. I know. No. Eh, It was
2: it was a lesser. It wasn't a big deal. It was it wasn't like I was gonna be dancing on a floor. I was just gonna be sitting on on the back of a pickup, waving, (laughs) basically.
0: (laughs) True. With all the comedians, like (laughs) I was with Juanita Gnome's wife. We were having a little cellar comedy cellar dinner. They invited me. I get invited, and sometimes it's like a booking. If you're not good at the table you get kicked out of the dinner. So I haven't been at the dinner in a long time. They asked me to come, and then Juanita was there, and Tom Papa goes, when Juanita went to the bathroom, he goes, she's going back to the Puerto Rican parade. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, used, that used to be a big deal. I don't even remember. The Puerto Rican parade just came and went. It used to always, you always knew it was coming.
2: It used to be a big, well, it was a big deal because, well, part of it was was, was not for good reasons. Remember, there was a big, was big yeah, and the like police, a sexual assault. The police was and, like, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they pared it down a bit. But yeah, there used to be like these huge block parties huge. leading up to it. Yeah. And, and I haven't seen a lot of that. I, I mean, I, I'll say partly COVID, partly I don't, I don't know.
1: Oh, okay. Wow.
0: Well, we also have introducing our new friend to the show, Lauren Lott, everyone. Hi. I wish we had some applause, like sound effects. We're trying to give. A- <laughs> I know we're trying giving the up. so clap. I, I still feel the love
3: as if it was artificial. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> Lauren. Lauren, I love your story because one, it's it. You know, when I was reading on you, it sounds like from the very beginning, when you were young, you always wanted to be an actress. You, your parents. I, it sounds like they were supportive or they eventually they just let it happen because you were going to be this this star that you're becoming now. How did they let go or were they always supportive?
3: When I was seven years old, I did my first play and I said to my mom, like, I want to do this. Like, I, I want to act. And she said, OK, wait till you wait till you're 13. I want you to have a childhood. And then she showed me that Michael Jackson movie where like he gets beat a lot and then like he can't even go to the bathroom by himself. Like people follow him everywhere. And she was like, people are going to follow you to the bathroom. You're not going to be able to use the bathroom alone. And I had a twin brother. So I loved using the bathroom by myself because I was like always with somebody. And I was like, dang, I want to use the bathroom alone. I can't act right now. So then when I turned 13, Um, I actually asked her and she thought that I would forget. I did not. I really did want it. So then at 13, she got me a subscription to backstage.com. I found my agent on there. I'd sent like 200, um, emails to like 200, 300 agents, the same email. And I said, Hey, I'm Lauren Lott. I'm going to be a star. You could either help me or watch it happen. Mm. And I was like thirteen. Can you imagine? Like as an adult, you can't get away with that stuff. But as a child, I totally could. <laughs> and I, I got one bite, and that ended up being my first agent. And then that led me to my manager. And then, yeah. And then I took a little break, and then like got back in it. Yeah.
0: And you're a triple threat because I see that you're singing too, and I, I love the video. By the way, you're a great dancer as well. I saw that video of you Thank dancing. You. Is that your niece in that video?
3: The little girl on Instagram. Uh, the little the the one where i was singing princess tiana no it's like it was like a blessed it was like it was sunday oh, so i was watching that. it no she's another little little instagrammer girl and i had seen her at a um i had went to a like a 90s event like a 90s pop up and she was they were playing like i don't want no scrubs and she was like hello <laughs> like and she was like five and i was like I must follow you on Instagram, and then I saw that she was actually doing this, and she was like a little popping kid. So oh, when we adorable. when it came around for us to do a video collab, um, I was doing a collab with somebody else, and I was like, I "We gotta use, use this little girl," and then she thought so too. So then we put in the video, and she was so cute.
0: Well, I think it's adorable. I, I I shared it on my story because it was Sunday and it was perfect. It was inspirational, and it's so much, you know, negative stuff that's going on, you know, especially when you go to the internet. So it was nice to see something. <laughs> like spiritually positive and, and you both, I mean, I do my dance videos, but it, it I watched <laughs> hers and I was like, I could take some courses possibly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, Godfrey, I got you
3: girl, I can teach you a little thing or two,
0: <laughs> but Godfrey inspired me to like do more on my page. And like, I, I'm watch. like, at what point did you decide because you, you were talking about acting and now on social media, I see like your influence is very high. Like at what point did you make that shift from not just actress, but also like, you know, developing your social media presence?
3: So I started realizing that social media was going to be bigger than what I think a lot of people were giving it credit for. I saw, you know, people at the time weren't making that much money. It was just like a quick, you get like a 15, 15 minutes of fame opportunity thing and then it goes. But I was seeing that like, um, especially with YouTube, I was like, people can become millionaires from this, like from posting a video, you know, I was like, I I think there's something more to it. And this was years ago. This was in like 2015 is when I started like really trying to study social media and started looking at other people who were doing it. Cause this was in the time of like King Batch and like, you know, like people who were like our first Instagrammers and I was watching their lives change before my eyes. And I was following people's journeys. And then I was watching people from, I was just, I I really became invested with the journey of social media. And then I started seeing how I could get beat out. I could be a better actress and get beat out by an actress who had more followers Mm -hmm. because it was going to be better for production. And that's when I started trying to build because I was like, I'm I'm, I'm doing so much work to be the best actress I can be. I don't want to get beat out. I don't want there to be any reason why you don't want me. Other than I just wasn't right for the part, so I started trying to stack up all my chips, get get in better shape, do whatever I could, so that I'm I'm on equal playing ground. There's nothing you can say except it's just not me. But it's not gonna it's not gonna be because I didn't have enough followers or like I wasn't talented enough or whatever. You know. So that was when I really started building. And then I really got into it into it when I was on I was on Broadway, and I was a, I was an understudy, and I got bumped up to the lead. But because it was so quick, and maybe because they they were hoping their lead girl would just get better and come back faster. They didn't do everything for me that they did when other people became leads. So usually they put your picture outside. They do all this stuff. They didn't do any of that for me. And I was heartbroken by it. But I was also like, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to promote myself. So I got on YouTube and I started making behind the scenes videos of my journey, becoming the lead of this show. And then it's that they all started popping off. And now to this day, people still recognize me as a Broadway actress because of those um, YouTube videos. Even though they didn't have me doing interviews, they wouldn't put my picture outside. They didn't do all the stuff that they did whenever somebody becomes a lead. And I came and went. But luckily, because of YouTube, I was there a lot. Uh, It's permanent. And you can actually see that I was there. Even on my last day, they didn't even put my name in the program. So it was like... Do you know why they... Do you know the reasoning for that or... Um, I think it was just, I was a quick, I was a replacement. I was, but I was a quick replacement. So I was the, I was the swing, which means I, I understudied like five parts. So that means at any given time of the day, I could get a phone call that says, Hey, today you're the lead of the show. Okay. Today you're in the ensemble today. You're this character and make sure that you know your part because there's a hundred hundreds of people who paid this amount of money. So make sure you can go and do the things, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I, oh, I had left the show and come back, and then I, it was like such a big deal. And when it when I came back, there was a lot of press about it, like that I had gotten bumped up to this opportunity. And then they just that was it. And I just decided to like make it my own opportunity. I decided, and that's what I do. Like when I have an opportunity, I milk that cow till it's dry. If no one else is gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Right. So, well, I love that because yeah, there are myself. no
0: there are no missed opportunities. There's no closed doors. Really, there's. I mean, I think. A lot of us walk away from moments where we feel kind of like that rejection and Mm -hmm. it can become just rejection unless you turn it into a positive story like you did. You you spun it, you know, which is pretty awesome. I was like,
3: well, while I have this platform, I'm about to milk this. So I milked that cow till it was dry until I left, and then I moved to LA. Three weeks after being in LA, because of that lead Broadway credit, I booked The Young and the Restless immediately, and that's then I was awesome. on that show for a while. And then, yeah, it was it was, I was it was clearly it was just God. It was all God doing that for me because um, it had been a long journey, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of all of that. So I was very grateful to finally been in, be in a season where it was my turn. Because that's what it is. It's really turns, you know, with all, with all of our success, it's like sometimes it's someone else's turn. So, I was really grateful to experience my turn.
0: Yeah, that turn, I've been waiting for my turn. <laughs> Godfrey and I talk about this all the time. Jenny, right? You're waiting for your turn. You know? Yes. I mean, Godfrey, when you decided to do social media, it changed everything for you as well, right?
1: Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I had done stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I think, did you know Sean Dominic, um, Lauren? I love Sean. Yeah, Sean was a bartender at the comedy club in New York City. Oh yeah,
3: Sean. So wow.
1: Sean yeah, yes, yeah, he Sean. was.
3: I remember he was out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Sean's my buddy. Yeah, we so all when, know when, Sean. Yeah, he when when Sean, Sean got the got the part, he's hung he hung around all comedians for a long mm-hmm. time, and then when he got that, we were so happy for him. So I, you know, Sean. Yeah, that, was that was a great. that's
3: a very big opportunity for him. It was. Yeah, yeah, Sean. The, yeah, Sean. Sean
1: did his thing. That was we're so happy for him. But uh, yeah, so I, I started doing a little bit like what seven eight years ago. I was doing a little bit of. Uh, social media, but I wasn't really like, it wasn't really a big thing. Cause you know, we're from more of the old school, like you audition, try to get on a show. you We're doing stand up nightly and we try to do it the, the traditional way. And so I kind of touched on but Dane Cook was the one that really, really changed the game. Dane Cook with face uh, with us, what is my space and all this other shit. He started blowing up. There's some comedians that really took advantage of that. And then like a few years later, like about four years ago, I said, I'm going to get off my ass and I'm going to get on this. I'm really going to hit it hard. So I met this kid named Rennie who kind of looked like me, and and he was blowing up on Instagram. And everyone goes, yo, there's this guy that kind of looks like you. Man, you should link up with this dude. And I said, oh, okay, let me see what he, who he's about. And I saw him, and I DM'd him. Boom. I said, hey, man, we should start doing some sketches and stuff. He goes, yeah, man, I'm a big fan, blah, blah, blah. okay, cool. So we started doing sketches, and then from there, my those sketches I did with him started blowing up because I played like I was his a relative of his, you his know, father, like right? Was, his father, yeah, like a stepdad or some yeah, stuff like it was that. Great. So boom, that started blowing. You know, because I saw it when we did our first sketch. He was in my apartment, and when we when he when he sent it, you know, he released it he showed me my numbers just kind of jumped it went i was at like 8000 followers and i jumped from 8000 to 12000 in a day and i was like wow. whoa he goes this is how you're supposed to do it man i go oh okay so i started doing more stuff with him then i said that he was with king batch's crew and i said hey man you we, i want to meet look, i want to do some stuff with king batch he calls king batch batch is like dude i'm coming to new york you got to come do some sketches with us so that's when I did one of the sketches called uh, "It was the Noisy Neighbor Sketch," you know, where I come in and I say, "Yo, man, you're making too much noise," and I kind of, I kind of improv the whole thing. I said, "I got an idea," and so that got like five million hits. It went to Breakfast Club. Angela Yee posted it. Blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh shit!" So this is when I knew, "Oh, this is really serious," because I had garbage men in New York stopping, going, "Yo, that sketch you did, you know." You got city workers stopping their buses going, yo, my man, that sketch you did? Yo, son. <laughs> I was like, what? I woke up to like...
0: I was, yeah, that's Like Everyone hard. was like,
1: yo, that thing you did about the... Then when I was in Montreal, all the French, the French people were like, oh my God, you're the guy on Instagram. Oh my goodness. Man, the stuff you do. Then when I'm doing... I, I was it. in Germany doing mm-hmm. comedy with my buddy, a, a comedy uh, tour... In Germany, and the Germans are like, you're Gottfried, Gottfried. You're the... I, I was like, what the? So I knew, I was like, okay. So I just, I stayed on it. Then I started to do my own, my own sketches on my own. like with all, And especially when COVID hit, you know, I was on live every single day for two years straight. I never missed a day of being on live. Then I started doing the character stuff, then the podcasting. So yeah, man, I just got off my ass and got out of my way and just said, let me, you know, my, my old manager used to say, you don't, you don't want to piss against the wind, you know? Yeah. You want to pee, you want to go the direction of the wind. So I was like, fuck it. And so it started, it, it kind of it worked. It really worked. It changed my live stuff, the live shit, you know what I'm saying? You can see the difference, The numbers tripling. Stuff like that. So, And then you and encouraged
0: then you, me to do it, too, which I was kind I of like you an ass anti. Ass you <laughs> did. You kicked my ass into it. Like I, and I'm still like, even now, I've kind of slipped back into not – because my mental state sometimes when I'm on there, I, I get like hot flashes when I start posting because I, I, I worry about <laughs> spelling errors and stuff like that and, and the captions and – Oh, but they're
1: blocking a lot of people too, especially black it's creators. Weird. they like to block a lot of us, especially the um black creators they they block us they 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 make the algorithm in favor of white creators, which most of the white creators copy us. They always wait for us to do something, then take it, and then they give them the numbers and then when i you know i, I always talk about racial shit anyway, so they'll block me, and I have trolls that look like us that hate me for shit. you know, really? know what I mean or, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There one, there's one video I did about, There's a, this is, and you know me, I do always social commentary. So I'm in Brooklyn cause you know, I get my hair twisted in Brooklyn. So I'm in, in Bushwick, in the blackest area of Bushwick, all Caribbean, African boom. And they got this big old poster of this black woman and this white man in a, in a poster. And it's a healthcare thing. And I make joke about like, oh really? So we can't have like a black couple with healthcare. We got to mix it now. We got to have a, yeah, really? What are you trying to say? Because, you know, pictures really um, put a, a, an imprint in your head. And so I say, yo, they trying to destroy the black family. <laughs> How are you going to be in black ass Brooklyn? And you got a white man with a black. Obviously, those two are actors. But I was making a, a statement. And so every black woman that had, they had a white husband or a black, just attacked, just came out. You mother. But I say, but you missed the point. I'm not talking about who you date. I'm talking about subliminal messaging. In so it is interesting, though,
0: that that uh, Anthony Cumia actually made the same comment about commercials being interracial. And he was very upset about it. He's like, it's like they're trying to force it on us.
1: Well, Um, it's almost like they are sort of the way they're doing, you know, when. But when there's white people contriving it, when white people always contrive diversity, it looks try hard. You know what I mean? It just looks try hard. Just when they do it, it just looks like they're work they're re it's like a white person is making it diverse. Like, you know what I mean? You can tell they did it. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, because they're from. just
0: doing yeah. it's it's like on the nose of like we need you can almost see when they go, <laughs> We need a black person real fast. Yeah. Where are they
1: it feels it. It we feels need to put like a, it we
0: need to make this diversity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get it someone feels black. Like, that.
0: like I'm watching. Um, what is it? The uh, uh, Harry Potter, the original, the something the Dumbledore of- one. Dumbledore. The Dumbledore. And, yeah, and yeah. Jessica Williams is in that. Okay. Uh, from the Daily Show. Okay. And I'm gonna be completely honest. I I I like her, uh, but it feels like it, you can yeah. always tell when they go. We need to put a black wo- woman into this world of Dumbledore because yeah. we don't have enough diversity. So let's cast because they have her, and in her lines, she's speaking in a in a like a atla- like a.
1: She's a not, gird- it's not
0: It's not a English accent. It's a fake English accent. Uh huh. And it's weird because it's it it doesn't sound. It's not her authentic accent.
3: Is it so, the black English accent?
0: Yes, yeah, and it stands out and every time I want I'm like I can't I can't.
1: Well, the black and, English accent is a little different than the whites. The yeah, whites, you know, Right. because you got like my relatives that are in uh, in London like Nigerians, you know, we there's Nigerians and then there's Caribbeans. You know, it's African Caribbeans. And when they talk, it is a little different. Like, you know, when they but say man, you, know, you know, you know what I mean? The
0: tone, it it it's something it stands out.
1: It stands out a little. Does it make her, Is it, ah. it and it se- depends on the region you're from.
0: And it it you just know? seems so like. They can it make it
1: classy. Seem- Why don't they just make it classy like everybody It's British, you know? And then I
0: went on Reddit yeah. and Reddit always answers my question. They go, yeah, they didn't do this right. They didn't do her right by this. Oh, they, oh didn't, they didn't do it They didn't there. give her lines that were. And I was like, yeah, because they're just doing this diversity push, but they're not doing it accurately or authentically. Like, do it right.
1: Yeah, I guess when it comes to us, they go, oh, just put them in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, ah, uh, there you go. Here's your black. Uh, uh.
0: Now, Jenny, <laughs> you go black. on social. You're on social media. And you did you stop doing your little brown girl show? yeah i took a break from the little
2: brown girl show um i'll tell i'll tell you why but um well i just i i will admit i have the attention span of a nap so i'll start something and if it doesn't give me instant gratification i'm just like meh nah. and horrible i i am i'm trying to break out of that because i leaves a lot of half empty a lot of half finished projects for me um so I've never embraced social media the way that others have. I wish I had that kind of drive. I just, I don't have that kind of drive and I just don't, I don't want to, <laughs> like, I don't want to, like I, 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 I think it's a lot. I, I, I'm sure that dates me very much, but um, I'm the reason I st- I stopped doing the little Brown girl show. Just honestly, it was because I had my computer had broken. And then I, when I, time I got a new computer, I had, I fell out of love of, with it. And, um, During the break, which is what I call COVID, I started documenting all my online dating experiences. And I have now a collection, an anthology of short stories about my online dating experiences. And I am now currently working on turning that into my one woman show, which I already booked the theater. So now I got to do it. (laughs) Good. And that's in that's in January. So So that's what's driving me is that I booked the theater. You know, and sometimes you got to do it that way. You know, that's like book the theater. <laughs> I think the what's deposit.
0: really positive about everything you're all saying it for me is that like you all do the work. You're not just on social media. Right. Like, Lauren, as I look at your story, like from seven years old to 13, you weren't <laughs> just social media. You were like you've been, you know, Broadway actress. Amer- Was it American Idol? Right. Yeah, I did American Idol. American Idol. Yeah. Like you have a singing voice. You have a dance. You're a triple threat. Right. Or black woman quadruple threat, (laughs) you know, So yes. So you did the work. You're not just on there. You know, Godfrey, comedian for years, talent, reached out, done the work. So it adds up. I want to get to these articles.
2: Sorry, I do, too. I actually do want to get about to these articles because I one of them gave me one of them gave me agita. (laughs) Which one? Go ahead. Um, add in the sense that I was, get, I was getting so excited. I was also a little high when I, when I read it, <laughs> I, was, I was getting excited, but I didn't want to get excited. It was the one about, um,
0: the pardons. Oh, the pardons and the with admission Trump.
2: of Trump. Yeah. The pardons with Trump. Like there's so many things that turn me on about that article. And then I get in the sense that I'm like, oh, maybe we got them. And then I'm thinking, no, we don't. No, we don't. Like, I'm so discouraged that anything's ever gonna happen to that man. That man is Teflon, and I hate that. And I and I uh I mean COVID didn't take him when it should have. I hate saying that about a person, but you know, and the and wills of the, justice. It's okay. We were
3: all excited when he got COVID. We were I all excited. Know, girl, I was so
2: excited. And so I'm just like, so that but that article said so much because. It tells you that most of those people know that everything was a lie. They all know that they they really were trying. It was, they really are trying to overtake this, this, this country. And I actually got emotional when I read it because I'm like, you know, I'm an immigrant. We came to this country for a better life and, and the rot starts at the top, but at least you still felt you had a chance. And I don't feel that way
3: anymore. I just don't like, I'm getting emotional about it. You do still, you do still have a chance. I went to the African-American, um, museum, the one in DC. And that was when I really understood. I had, I mean, you, we grew up learning about slavery. We grew up learning about all that, but to actually walk through the journey of being an African-American, um, it was heartbreaking. A lot of people struggle through the first floor, you know, but to see how, how this has all been planned like this. It was planned to keep us down. And it was so deeply ingrained. And it was so, we didn't have a chance at all. And that w- it was meant for that. But then everybody persevered. Like Black people came and really, really like persevered. And I think if, if we can end up where we are now from slavery, in a few years, if we just keep going, it it will continuously get better. Because we've actually come really, 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 really far. So we can continue to go um, that distance, even though the powers that be continuously try to keep you enslaved and all of that. There there is hope for you. There's hope for all of us.
1: Yeah.
0: And there are people doing that work, you know, like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is like, I say every week, and this is why I keep the podcast going, because I keep meeting people who show me how to do that work. Like we had Kristen um, in Harlem. She's a councilwoman in Harlem who's fighting against gentrification in Harlem. The real gentrification, which is, you know, displacement of people, and so she has a task force that I I found out about that I go to every week. Um, so there really, are, yeah. So there are little things you can do. That I didn't even realize, like the podcast provides for me a place where I can talk to people about this. But I also get very specific information about how to do that work. And we were just talking about how to do the work on Instagram, but how do you do the work about change? About society. I mean, so, you know, you you feel helpless sometimes. You just do. But what helps you from that helplessness is when you get involved, you know, for me. Uh, baby steps on that too. Don't 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 be too hard on yourself. It's not easy, you know. We we're like trying to live life and trying to like survive against this oppression. So it's baby steps of of just trying to find which way to overcome being overwhelmed, right? Yeah. You know, it took me a long time to figure it out. The podcast was helpful, and then I I realized well, there's specific people I can could, I could showcase on this pocket. I could just be a comedian on the podcast, but you know what's more meaningful for me is to have people who actually know what they're talking about and who care. And then it informed me about things that I didn't know and I was ignorant of, and then I got involved in in little ways, you know? Um, but just to, to set up that, story, uh, the House Select Committee investigating the Capitol attack revealed at its inaugural hearing that Donald Trump's top Republican allies in Congress sought pardons after January 6. At the hearing, Liz Cheney named only one Republican member of Congress, Scott Perry, who sought a presidential pardon for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. The omission by some of Trump's top aides are important since they could put federal prosecutors one step closer to being able to charge Trump with obstructing an official proceeding or defrauding the United States on the basis of election fraud claims he knew were false. At the heart of the case, the panel appears to be trying to make is the legal doctrine of willful blindness which is code for bullshit mm-hmm. as former US attorney Joyce Vance wrote for MSNBC which says a defendant cannot say they were not aware of something if they were
3: credibly notified of truth
1: well
3: just just put him away this is easy we, he knows what he did and he wasn't and he didn't hide anything just go he, he was, was proud he was excited he was so excited, was just, so go. excited. just go He's so excited. He's
1: so happy to be bigoted. Just go. Yeah, so,
3: we'll see. We all saw.
1: It's a it's a good old boys club. So who knows? They could be lying to us. They could be setting things up to make it look like he's about to. I just don't try. I don't believe any of this shit. <laughs> I mean, they still got. I mean, these people still got um a, a anti-lynching bill on the table. They still have to think about that. Like, we got to think about whether we should hang black people or not. I, I can't do this shit. Just, Should you, we pass this? Yeah, yeah. They're like, hmm, uh, I don't know. This Jeez, is a tough one. Tough. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm stringing up black and, folks. They're like, ah, on the one What hand. do we decide on? What do we decide on? <laughs> but
0: abortion, no. <laughs> yeah. Now, Godfrey you, you're doing a great impersonation of, of Trump. And I think we both agree that as much as we dislike him.
1: Well, Donald is a, a funny man. I mean, he's very, very funny, like so he has narcissistic disorder. And uh when I do jokes about Trump in Trump territory, I'm always I'm always neutral. Cause when I do his voice, they fucking go crazy. Cause I don't I don't I, I talk about the other side, I go, man, he makes me laugh, man. But I'm really dogging him. I'm dogging him, but there's a way to do it without polarizing the audience. Cause I'll do like red states, you know, we do red states. We, you got fans that are Trump supporters and they and I'll say, Yeah, Donald Trump, I go right in. I go hard in the paint. But as soon as they hear, you people are great. This is amazing. Boom. They go, what the f-? You know what I mean? They just, they're just amazed that I, and then coming out of my mouth, because you know, sometimes comedy is all about going opposite of what you look like. And especially for black comedians. I'm not going to give them this. So when they hear a Donald Trump kind of mob coming out of my mouth, they go, what the f-? You know what I mean? Like if you do Obama, well, you're a black guy. You're doing Obama. We get it. But when you do Trump, and what the, f- you know what I mean? So that helps, you know? And then I'm dogging him as I'm talking about him. And then I'm dogging his wife as I'm talking about her. But they're but I'm doing it in character. So they're just laughing. I'm mean, like, they don't even realize what I just did.
0: Do they ever come up to you after the show and say anything crazy stuff? Like, no, they go, man, that
1: states. was, they go, dude, that was, dude, Trump, you sounded exactly like him. Yeah, they they, they, don't, they don't say they just go, Oh my god, you started to exactly like him. And then when I'm But Godfrey, do way, they
2: do they think they that they think that you like him? Do they like did you vote? Are you gonna go do yeah, that? Yeah, does they does anybody yeah, actually yeah. think you're yeah, for you think
1: that that's the whole thing. With comedy there's a lot of hidden subtext in it. That's why that's why comedy is the hardest the hardest art form. Because you're literally going, Okay, I'm gonna walk this line. But all you're there, they're there to get laughs. So how do I do this? How do I talk about the Ku Klux Klan in front of red state people? That's what I do. You know what I mean? How can I do the Klan? I you you find ways and they laugh at it. They're laughing at it like, damn. But it's not like you're pounding them. Like you dumb mother, you stupid ass. Did you guys voting for Trump? I just go, Trump's hilarious. Did you see him? I, when I say, hey, did you see when he was going against Biden, he literally went off topic? And they're laughing at that. I'm saying how stupid he is. Cause I go, when Trump gets in a bind, he just starts getting personal. You know, if you, if you throw stats at Trump, he'll just go, you should be ashamed of yourself. What are you talking about? You know, bo, bo, boo, boo. And they just go, they start laughing at that because I'm just talking like Trump and they just want to hear Trump's voice. <laughs> now go, that,
0: now <laughs> it's Giuliani too. Do you do Giuliani? I don't really fuck with I don't, I'm not interested in Giuliani really. They
1: did not, I went to he a, doesn't have
0: a distinct voice though he doesn't have a very distinct
2: nah, he, voice, has, like, he, talks, he, he has like he talks he' like a, a Brooklyn list. guy he has,
1: but he has a lift though he has a lift when he talks he has a lift
0: yes yeah he has
1: a, he has a slight lift when he talks like that. his it, son may Yorkers. be more
0: interesting to imp- yeah. you know it's it's I went to go see the um Giuliani docu musical <laughs> about how he you know because he's in trouble you know with this whole like everyone around Trump is going down, but Trump. Finally. Um, but they're finding that they can actually take him out too, Julian. And he's a
1: and he's a lawyer, and and you know, when i why the lawyer, he was this bard. But he, he he's you know, he took the he's the one that cleaned up New York in the nineties. And we came around. Actually, that's
2: a trickle down. That's actually a trickle down from Well, I'm sure, but I'm um, saying about,
1: you have to understand we're from Chicago which is the most, um, it's the most corrupt city in the country, in the, in the whole country, Chicago's politics, the most corrupt. So me and Marina are from Chicago, most segregated city in the country. Right. Um, they threw a brick at Dr. King in Chicago. And even Dr. King was like, yo, it is really fucked up out here. And <laughs> he's coming from Alabama. And so we come yeah. from Chicago. <laughs> so when I came to New York, they, he was cleaning up the the, the, the city and da da da. da and and yeah. you know he was this. So hero, when you live
2: you, in New York, I've lived in New York all my life, and then, I mean, like, you, you, you yeah, you're so from New York. So that was a Dinkins drop down. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I came during Giuliani stuff, and uh, and he was on SNL. You know, he'd be on SNL like Koch, and you're like, oh, this Giuliani guy. Now he just turned into this Skeletor looking motherfucker, just right? just looking crazy. Yeah, so and well, that's what's Trump great thing. about
0: this this docu musical is it really timelines between September 11th. Giuliani, which we, he was a hero there for hero. most, and then to January 6, where he's insurrection—he's like causing an insurrection. He's now not a hero.
2: Embarrassing. So, had he written off into the sunset on on nine twelve, we would still revere him. He would be a Churchill.
1: But it's white man shit.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, white solidarity is always going to happen. White men are yeah. always going to make sure that they keep that shit going.
0: Speaking <laughs> yeah. of white men and how they keep, you know, Joy Behar said on the View that if is, you know, as far as gun violence, once you start, it's true. It's, she was right. Black
1: it's people true. start She's getting guns on the money, but but they were getting mad at her. I go, no, that's the saying. Once no. the rabbit, it's no fun when the rabbit gets the gun. She no, was, that's that's so smart. She was right about that, and Behar is also a stand-up comic. She Jeez. said exactly. He goes, once we get She's guns, the money. then white people are going to start going. Oh, we need to control it, because once we get the guns, it's a wrap.
2: The NRA membership, we should push to have that increased by 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 black and brown people. Like it should, it should. We have, we should just all join the NRA, all of us. It'll change things. All of us, let's join the NRA.
0: Well, but they keep moving that flag. Is it the flagpole? They keep moving it. Once we figure something out, they they go. Yeah,
1: of course. They they move the rules. The rules change. They they yeah. It's no different than sports. You know, they didn't let us in, and when we got there, <laughs> they thought they were the best till we showed up. So, but the the one thing they can do that, that they can keep racism going is is in entertainment. That's where they really are still back in the nineteen thirties. They can still coon us to death. They'll coon, they, you know, they got the fat black woman being coonish. They got the, the the black dude being ha, 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 ho, ha. You know what I mean? They got, <laughs> they, they all of the stereotypes in Hollywood are still around. You know, there's a book that I always tell like people to get. It's called uh, Mammies, Bucks, Coons, and Mulattoes, The The History of Blacks in Film. It's by Donald Bogle. And I like, been, and it's from the 90s, but it's still the same archetypes. In, in 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 film, and it still continues on. So entertainment is, like, the place where you can really continue racist, racist shit. You can still hide it. It's, like, it's constantly the same. I mean, like, look at the same characters. It's the same. That book is so good. Woo.
0: Now, Lauren, you're... So as far as auditioning, and you're in Atlanta, am I right? Um, I'm filming out here right now for the summer. Oh, okay. So... Do you still experience that? Like, I mean, you're filming now, so you got the part, but did you experience any of that or? I will say
3: when I, uh, it, was, it was really bad when I first started. So when I first started, I'm like 13, you know, so I would say when I was from 13 to 16, I would go in for parts and I sing. And they would tell me to my face that they need me to gain weight and be fat because if I'm going to be fat, and if I'm gonna be a dark skinned woman girl who's singing, I need to be fat. What? And then they would ask me, like, are you willing to gain weight? Are you willing to shave your head? Are you willing to like whatever? Um to continue, you know, to promote this. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, yeah. I've there, never there, were heard actually, that. there was there were a lot. There were a lot. There were, I was told that even just as a um, now this has gotten better as well as we're seeing. Um, it's still, it's still not going to be as much as white people, but there are more, there was a time when I was getting maybe like an audition a week because they didn't need black women and they weren't writing black women into a lot of things that has changed as well, where there's like, there's so much black art now, but it's really because we started creating our own, we have our own like, Mm -hmm. like networks, whatever, whatever, but on those same networks, it's still not as much on those giant networks. You know, it's still, we're still making our way. It's just the representation overall because black people have come up so high um, is more prominent, but on the, on the larger scale of a lot of those shows, it's still, you know, it's a little better, but we're still making our way. But I feel like that that's going to change, not at the hands of white people, but as more black people get in charge, because if I'm honestly, if I'm, if I'm in charge, I'm trying to um, make stories about my life, about my cousins, about things that I've seen. I don't know nothing about all that white people have been through, so I'm not trying to write about that. So I think the more that black people are in those positions writing about um, their friends, their whatever, creating shows like that, you know, on giant networks. I feel like we will see more and less um, less s- stereotypes of this is the image of black when in reality there is no image of Black, it's everything. There's so many different um, types of black, just like there's so so many different types of white. But we know that your
0: ultimate goal is to be a Disney prin- princess. Yes you're like yes. Now exactly explain absolutely. explain that to me, Lauren, cuz like, you know, and it's great. I think that's beautiful because there aren't enough Disney princesses out there. Like we were talking about stereotypes. Like, what but what made you want to specifically become a Disney princess? I mean, you look adorable, so you could absolutely be one.
3: <laughs> Thanks. But um I saw what really inspired me to want to get, like, tell my mom, like, I want to do this. You remember you said when I was seven, I want to do this. When I was 13, I saw the Lion King on Broadway and I saw Nala, you know, whatever. She's a Disney princess, or whatever. But um, the way I felt that feeling, I was like, I want to spend my life making people feel like this. And then my first princess, I never had issues with my complexion. So I, so I didn't grow up hating being dark skinned. I never had an issue being black. And my first princess was Brandy. So Yay. While other people, they're growing up, you know, with Cinderella, with white Barbie dolls, with all of that, I had all black dolls, I had black art, I had Cinderella, mm. my Cinderella, and my Godmother, fairy Godmother is Whitney Houston. <laughs> nice. This is my this is my first representation. My first musical was the Wiz. Oh I nice. So, nice. Yes. so and, and keep in mind, this is all black things, but it's not hood things. This is not my black was educated, my black, like when people were like, oh, you um, you don't speak black. I was like, that's crazy because the richest people that I knew were black, like Mm. every my world was black and black education, black excellence. My grandmother was the first African-American president of the San Diego School Board. So she was the first black woman elected into public office into San Diego. So it was so huge. And like that was all I knew. So like I just knew excellence of being Black, and then I didn't realize that that was not everybody's Black experience Right on. until, of course, I went to school, I got older, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. So I had a very specific Black experience that empowered me in a way that I think if every Black person had, I think it would change how Black people see themselves. I would think it would change communities. I think it would change everything because I never had the influence of knowing I was lesser than, which is what... They, which is what they do with, with red-lined areas, you know? Absolutely. That's what they've been doing for years. And I missed out on that. And I want my kids to miss out on that. And I don't think anybody should have to go through it. You know, I, and I, I want to be a Disney princess and I want people to see me the way that um, I saw Brandy. I want to be that for some little girl. And when I was on Broadway, I would be looking for black children in the audience. Of course, the only black kids I would see would be like the ones adopted by white parents or like every now And then there'd be little black girls. And I took, I made it my duty to find them while I was signing autographs, give them hugs, carry them, give them kisses, take a million pictures, spend so much time touching their face, like whatever. But it's like, I want you to see me. I want you to see what I just did. Yes, I was on that stage and now I'm right here with you. You can do this too. Like you can have these, you can have these moments and I wouldn't do that for a million little girls Aww, like, who look like me beautiful, and who don't look like me. But the representation, it, it really does matter. It matters so much. Cause I see like, I never cared about my skin color and I know so many dark girls where that was everything to them. They didn't want to be dark and it was nothing to me. I was like, Oh God chose this for me. I'm like lit. Like, and then my mother was even like, if someone has an issue with your skin color, they have an issue with God, not you, because God made no mistakes and He chose this for you. If you have some an issue about something that someone can't change, that's your problem with God. So I just I just grew up very empowered, and I would love to have the opportunity and the platform to empower um, other, specifically little girls.
0: That's wonderful, and so I, I want to be I, a Disney princess. Yeah, and you will be. I mean, I've been watching you on Instagram. I just followed you, so I was watching your. You know, when what you do when you leave someone at home, uh, and you were doing all the characters, uh, and and your voice is incredible. You have to follow her on social media, see her on Instagram, see her do all the... It was from The Lion King. You did all the characters, and it was just... I was like, she's, like, really multi-talented. I cannot wait to meet her. Um, And then, you you know, what
3: really stood out to me was that... Did you play...
0: Gladys Knight?
3: I did. I got I did play Gladys Knight in Motown the Musical and I understudied Diana Ross. So any night you would come, you would see me as either Gladys Knight or Diana Ross.
0: Now do you do did you do her voice? Because Gladys has such a particular voice that when I hear someone's doing Gladys Knight, I'm like, do you do your own voice or do you do you
3: try to get her voice when you sing it? I just did my best. So now I've played I've played CeCe Winans. I played um diana ross and i played gladys knight uh i can't remember if there were more people but anytime that i play somebody i like watch a million videos i like really try to study the like um the infliction in their voice their diction everything so that i can like do it kind of like how godfrey does trump he's like excellent at it you know i try my best to give you that moment of like (laughs) and i know that i nailed that with diana (laughs) ross but I think I just did my best in Gladys Knight. Like, I just did (laughs) my—I got the part, you know, but I did my best. Yes. Well, Gladys has a
0: very distinct—I mean—
1: It's a lower register, too. In the history of voices,
0: I've never heard a voice like like Gladys. Yeah, Gladys,
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: That's why I did my best.
0: Still, the fact that you even got— It's just an honor. I mean, that is— Oof.
3: It was truly, it was truly an honor. I had a blast.
2: Lauren, were you in the original production of,
3: of of Motown the Musical? No, I literally, my, I ended up in Motown the Musical on the biggest accident. And then I ended up on Broadway and I was like, God, it was, I was not. I, I came in like pretty late and I came into the tour and ended up on Broadway.
0: And we're coming off of yesterday was the, um, the Tony Awards, I was right there. Yes,
3: you know I was watching that. Uh, (laughs) Sobbed through the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's so crazy to know people. Like, you work with these people. Mm -hmm. And then to see them on, like, these stages and to see, like, millions of people watching them, it's, like, overwhelming. It's so inspiring. It's like, oh, my gosh, me next. (laughs) I mean, did I leave Broadway for TV and film? Yes. But will I be back? Yes. That's great. Because that I always think the, like I film... love Michael Jackson. Love Michael Jackson. You guys have to go see Michael oh, Jackson. Right? Yes. My favorite show. Oh, right is it was it it's really? Amazing. My favorite show. It's phenomenal. It's so I, I can't say enough. I, I was a giant Michael Jackson fran, fan as a child. Like she, giant inspiration. One of the greatest entertainers of our time. You know, and this kid, his name is Miles Frost. Everybody will know that name, because he is. And he got plucked from a video. They saw him in a video and asked him to come, and, and, and he oh. ended up being the best choice they ever made. And he won the Tony last night, and he's the Ooh. youngest person to ever win that Tony. Nice. Oh, yeah. that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, It's crazy. Cra- how crazy is that? And that's like, it's, it's crazy, too, because I know all of us have been in a, in a grind for a long time. Yeah. You know, we've been trying for a long time. And it's crazy how there's some people who don't do that. It's like God just sees it for you that you get plucked. And then not mm-hmm. only do you get, get plucked, but you get plucked to play Michael Jackson. Not only are you playing Michael wow. Jackson, but now you're about, now you win a Tony. Oof. That's and terrifying. now your career is set forever.
0: And you said yeah. you wanted, your goal was to have, what is it when you have the Tony, the Oscar? The EGOT. EGOT.
3: You said EGOT. your goal Got. was to have the EGOT, right? I'm trying, I am trying to to get my EGOT because I know <laughs> that I have the talent to do it. Mm-hmm. So I want to do it. I, I can do the, I, I'm a triple threat. Like I can, if I know that I just keep doing the work, keep keep walking One in my triple purpose, threat. Keep, um, you know, I can get it. So yeah, I, got I want the, it. I'm the,
1: I, got, I, I got, I just got to get something that ain't going to make me lose my integrity. <laughs> I, I got the, I got. <laughs> you got the EGOT. I'm going for the, I got to... I got this. I got to win without pulling my pants down, <laughs> without pulling my pants down, without <laughs> wearing a skirt, wearing a skirt, without putting on <laughs> lipstick. I want to be a black heterosexual man that's smart. And I, I, and I go by the Denzel schematic, baby, period.
3: Hey, hey.
1: I don't want to ever look back and go, why did I do that?
0: Well, Godfrey, you're one of the most talented individuals on the planet. I mean, everyone knows it. I'm sure, Lauren, you've seen Godfrey before, right? Everyone knows you.
3: I have. Well, once you said the Rennie videos, I was like, now I have to go back because I love Rennie. Yeah. (laughs) And then I I also saw you in... I had seen you had a viral video of one of your stand-ups going
1: around. And that's where, oh, I, that's or, where oh, I had yeah. seen you. Uh, yeah, someone um, said that. Well. I don't even... Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah, you
3: were, you were doing an African... You were doing your, like... People would be like, oh, are you African?
1: Oh, my dad, like, yeah. I was How did you father. expect
3: me to talk? Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I was
1: doing my father. So, yeah, it, it, it's like... I've had really great acting teachers in, um, in New York City. And, um, you know, it's like... And they always would ask me... I remember I was talking to my the lady who runs uh, ABC, cat, head of casting, Marcy Phillips. She's been my friend for a long time. And she's like, she had a part for me. She says, Godfrey, I have this part for you. You'll be perfect for it. And I used to tell her, I don't have ABC face. I have HBO face. I have HBO. I have Showtime. I don't have-
3: That's, don't, that's actually not true.
1: I, no, no. I'm just I, <laughs> you mean joking. I go, I don't have that face. So I go, Um. Um. I say- uh, she goes. I have this part. And I go. Well, what's the part? He's blah blah, blah blah blah, and then he goes, and then she goes, and he's he's homosexual. I said, well, I said I'm gonna probably pass on that. She goes, why? I go, it's not about homophobia. It's just about symbolism for me. And I explained it to her, and she got it. And I said, I just want you to look at the pattern of men, black men in history. You know, because I know my film history, and I said, just look at what they've done. The pattern. And in order for you to go through like a rite of passage, you got to do this particular thing. I have a lot of famous friends, all right? Like mega friends. And they've all gone through certain things that I would never do, you know? And I'm like, eh, it'll take me a little longer. And I told her and she listened and I gave her the fucking sequence. And she goes, oh my God. you're right." I go, listen, I think that that part should go to an actual gay black man that actually has nuances in being homosexual. And there's not some heterosexual guy being a coon because i have gay friends that are very very subtle they're very very have nuances to them get a gay black person to play that role that there's out of work gay men that can't get work because you know some heterosexual guy is going to try to do anything to get famous that's just me and she she got it bam and she's a white lady and she was like That's one of the best explanations. I said, it's not about homophobia. I'm not homophobic. I'm not a homophobe at all. I mean, we work with transgender comedians and stuff like that. So I'm like, I just symbolically, I have two nephews and a niece that think I'm a superhero. And I want to stay that way. So I want to stay that way. Black manhood is very important to me. And I will never, never break from that. That's just me. That's just how I feel. Well, well, you know, know? um.
0: Godfrey, I wanted to ask you about you being on the Nick Cannon Wild and Out with Nick Cannon, yeah. which is awesome because third season's
1: coming out. June, you came uh, June twenty first.
0: Oh, yeah, the third season.
1: It's the I did season eighteen. I've done three three seasons, so that's about yeah, three seasons, about forty episodes, you know.
0: And you brought up something important about Nick Cannon that a lot of people don't say that he helps out a lot of Black artists.
1: Man, man, when I tell you, yo, and I've known Nick for a long time, never really never really did Nick stuff, but Nick would always be like, God, when are you going to come on my show? God, when are you coming on my show? I go... I mean, Wildin' Out is cool. I get why everybody's been on it. Cat Williams has been on. Everybody and mom has been on. It. And I go, I just never thought it was for me. For me, even though it's popular, it doesn't mean you gotta get on it. And I was like, I mean, I met you from MTV and a VH1. I go, eh. And then, and then like a couple years ago, like it was all social media again. Nick really saw my presence on social media. He goes, dude, Godfrey, you gotta do my uh Canons class podcast. And so I did his podcast. And then I did his um, Dr. Sebi documentary. You know, he's doing the Dr. Sebi documentary. So he brought me to his house out in Jersey, and we were there for like four or five hours filming. And um, he goes, and he traps me. He goes, So what you go? You going to do Wilding Out or what? Come on, man. I go, <gasps> I go, dude, I'm a little older. He goes, Dude, it's for everybody. He goes, Dude, we got stuff. We want you to be part of it. And so I finally did it two, to about two se- other seasons ago. And I looked around and I go, man, this dude hires so many Black people, like makeup artists, hairstylists, I mean, camera guys, producers. And, of course, he mixes it up because, you know, Black people, we include everybody because that's just our nature because of our our heart. So he has white people, Latin people working, Asian people working. And I really give him credit because he puts people to work, man. He really employs a lot of – and then finally – his and Out girls, I said, man, I'm glad you got some dark-skinned girls here. Dude, What? what is all these? Light, these light-skinned girls all look the same. They all look exactly the same. And finally, he got some African girls. He got some brown skin. Oh, nice. So he's, he's been, like, trying to change that, That's too. That's good. Because wow. they all look the same. That's crazy like, that that was still going boring. on in
0: 2020.
1: They had yeah, just light-skinned girls? And they're, and it's like this, they all look this, I go, where are the other ones? Like, mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, mix it up. There's so many, there's some fine ass, get some hot, dark skin women. You don't got to get the average looking ones. There's a, no, no, get the fine ones. There's plenty of them. Get fine, dark skin women. Get the yeah. fine ones. Don't get the old, regular looking ones like they do in those damn, those damn fashion shows. They have African girl looking like a dude. Uh,
3: my get, pet peeve.
1: Get, get, get the fine. Dark skinned African ones. Get the fine ones. There's a lot of them, but you get the one that look like a basketball player. Stop. Like get the I, fine I ones. I had
3: my first job with Nick Cannon when I moved to LA. It, oh, okay. it had been my first week in LA and he mm-hmm. gave me my
1: first job. See what I'm saying? I've
3: loved I've loved him ever I've, I've loved him ever since. He's a great dude. He's
1: a really great guy. You get people will say, Oh, he has kids. He he even says it. I want a legacy. Good for him. Yeah, well, he's got I'm, a I'm lot of kids, he's right? How many he got kids a lot, those? but he's taking care of them. I see him; he's paying he for them. They ain't suffering. It's a lot so, of colleges, and he—he <laughs> he can I he just, can't afford it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I just keep thinking of my uncle saying to me, "It's cheaper to have a, a wife, a maid than a wife." And that really destroyed my whole. <laughs> like I don't have kids to this day. He goes. He would always look. He goes. You see that doctor? He's got like five kids. He goes, I got much more money than him. And I. he shouldn't have told me that because now to this day. That's just
1: dumb. That's, it, if, that you is can, if you can afford it, I don't have, have any either. I mean, my you know, I had my sister, I, I was like, it's not like I don't have any because I didn't want it. it just happened to be that way. And a lot of people are crazy. Yeah. A lot of people are psychos, and I will be damned if I, if <laughs> I have kids with a psych. With a psychopath, I'm not having it. People are crazy. The, the well, narcissism. Jenny and I don't.
0: We 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 pride ourselves on not having kids, right, Jenny? My personal opinion.
2: You said that that he said legacy, legacy. <laughs> People hate when I say this. I feel that wanting kids is selfish. You just want them because you want them. Having a child makes you selfless, or it should make you selfless, and then you give everything to this child. But you want one because you want one. Like I want a condo on Fifth Avenue
1: like a dog
2: seriously
0: and, and well he's it, taking care Nick is taking care yeah of but what care. I
2: feel he's is what it. I feel is that it's about if people want kids like oh it's about somebody said to me oh it's about a legacy I was like yeah who are you that you need a legacy just make your own mark and keep it moving let everybody make their own mark yeah,
1: my, wrong, my, my, my tv
2: husband,
3: brother said that oh yeah my tv brother said he'd just rather have a bomb career because that's, that's his legacy. That's my legacy, exactly. incredible career. He does not want exactly. kids.
2: Exactly, Betty White, no kids,
0: amazing legacy. I'm good.
3: And I didn't even know she didn't have kids, nor did I care. <laughs> exactly. I found out just this second. <laughs> yeah, there go.
0: I, I oftentimes felt like, this is a joke. I'm actually, I shouldn't even be doing it on here. I'm slipping in my own joke. But, you know, when they say, hey, you know, like if you're about, in movies, if you're about to be killed, the person always goes, hey, I got like kids and I, you can't, yeah. yeah, I <laughs> got a son. What am I going to say? Hey, it's just me, and I deserve to live. <laughs> I got nieces; they care for me. You know what I mean?
2: Anyway, I like, I, I, but I that's digress. true,
0: Marina. I digress. That,
2: that's exactly what you and what you and I go through. Like I say that if you want a child, you just have to say that you want a child. Not wanting a child, I have to write a dissertation. I don't want a kid because of this, 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 and that. People walk around wanting kids with who don't need to be having kids, just wanting kids. But I get chastised. And need to explain why I don't want kids. Nobody has to get it right Nobody has to
0: explain why they want kids, but I have to explain why I don't. Oh, all the time. Oh. All the time. For women, especially. I mean, I had my neighbor who I I love Eugene, and I'll see you in a second. But he goes, Women who don't have kids are nothing. Wow. That's what he said to me.
3: Whoa.
2: Well, Keith is giving wow. me
0: the he giving me the thumbs down right here next
2: to me. He doesn't like what I'm saying. He's making a face and give me
3: maybe you don't need kids and dating is ghetto out here right now (laughs) you said dating is ghetto is it dating is ghetto in a in
0: oh you mean like oh i don't know i haven't gone on i think dating in the
3: industry in general is kind of ghetto honestly i think it's a little i think it's a a little rough it's not a normal um environment even when it starts to feel normal you know it's not it's not that small town where you meet somebody and fall in love and you guys are going to be doing the same thing forever where you can grow old together and have the same life. You know, it's, it's,
1: it's different. It's, it's a business. business. It's not a normal
3: it's, it's, life. It, it doesn't have consistency, which you need for a relationship. But I, I, that's not saying it, it'll never work, but.
1: Very savage. here. Yeah. Very some
3: savage.
0: of these relationships are put together for money purposes. Jim.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Business it's like, deals. And it's just savage. It's like, it's just different. Ugh. And then another thing too, uh, you know, being the Chicago guys, you were used to going up to a girl. Hey, go up there, throw your Mac down, spit your little. Ah, ah, ah. You can't do that now. He aggressively spoke to me. I was <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Yeah, you got that assault charges, and, and so ah, I, he
3: aggressively <laughs> spoke. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you can. So now people want you to send them an emoji. I'm done. I'm just. You know what I do? <laughs> you know, Marina. After shows, I go straight to the green room. I don't even come out. Don't even come out anymore. Oh I'm no. Just, Oh, no. They go, yo, there's some women. I go, I'm good. Just say you can't find me. I don't say no. Don't say no, I'm not coming out. Just say he, I think he went to the store. Oh, because you just, (laughs) just you could be blocking
3: your blessing, sir.
1: I don't know about that. I just be getting trolls. And then the next minute, someone says, I tried to touch a titty. And I was like, no, I just took a photo with you. When did that happen? Then some oh, they had a like, lot of
0: side boob, and it must have hit your hand.
1: And then the dude's like, the boyfriend's like, yo, motherfucker, you... I was like, did you see the picture, sir? I never did anything. I'm, not, I'm a gentleman. I don't do shit like that. So I'm kind of like, I've just been kind of just going straight to the green room.
0: I hear you. Yeah, it's... Must, after it's,
1: you after you, you beat them up, you crush hard, and you just go, good night. The Amber Heard trial,
0: it. though, changed uh,
1: the oh, dynamic. I'm glad Johnny Depp won. Thank you, men. A win for us. Woof.
0: I don't know. I was partial in that because I felt like no, even I'm though she's one. crazy, oh, yeah. like she does have, there's some nuggets of truth about what she went through.
1: Yeah, but she shit on the bed. I mean, it was it's a bit, it go. was a bit of a, it she was shit a on. She didn't
3: need to, she didn't need to white woman him though. Like y'all just yeah, had issues you. in your relationship. She you could have left that there. A lot of, a lot of, that's like, she white womaned him. Yeah, she which did. Which a lot of black men have died from being white womaned.
1: That's right. You know, Ooh, and she, and she
3: ruined his yes. career white womaning him. Like, and I'm glad that he got his career back, but like, and that's, and it's a thing. Like, I mean, people, I feel like someone could probably get mad at me for that, but like white woman tears have killed black men and and black women and black women. The fact that the fact, and that just shows how scary it is. The fact that this child came out and you could see the evidence that they're bringing up and her being like, I guess I did say that. I guess I don't have a black eye here. I guess that I don't, how scary is that? That because of her word, she was able to ruin this man's... He had so many deals that he was about to have. And she, they all got stripped. And
1: because now they think that after. he's this
3: person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He already he, he already, he you're already, right. is. He already has a that. deal
1: with it. I'm glad you said that. And black
0: women. they they White women can ruin black women, too. They're very oh, conniving. No, they can ruin it.
3: so... Like, white, being white womaned, which yeah. I don't even know if it's a term, but that's what I call it. Yeah. Being white womaned is like... It's, it's an epidemic. Yeah, it's
2: the white, it it's the epidemic. white, yeah, in, yeah. In America. it's the
1: precious white they women weaponized. tears, is their white women tears, that's what it is. Well, they, that's how they burned Black Wall Street, because a white woman lied. They burned a whole black town because a white woman lied. They burned Emmett Till, they can just keep going, man. I'm
3: they, just saying, the fact that they could get Johnny Depp, he's not black. So the fact that he can be white woman, I'm just mm-hmm. saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he's like. Isn't he Spanish, like Mexican or
2: something? No, there's nothing Latino you know. about him.
3: Oh no no no! Sorry, Johnny <laughs> Depp is Johnny Depp is black. <laughs> what? Does I don't know. If, a, I don't know if that's out. Does I don't he know if that's out. But he's got a little bit of. He's got a little bit of, of black. Yeah, he's but that's he's, come he's out. half. Something. That's gonna be coming out later. I'm sure. I don't think he hides it. I don't think he hides it. But like, he's got yeah. a he's got a little bit of black in. Him. Like his grandma.
1: Yeah, he's Kentucky. He's from or like his Kentucky. Yeah, he's like yeah. Kentucky. I don't understand how it's so funny, Johnny Depp, because he's from Kentucky, he's from that and then but his voice is like this, so I didn't know, I didn't see shit on the bed. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> You know, I know it, he it, sounds, it, sounds it. like. He has the accent like this. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's the her. laziest way her. of talking I've ever heard. I never touched her. I mean, it was very difficult for me. I, I, I couldn't believe that's it, like she defecated the bill. That's like
2: the fake Madonna <laughs> British accent. You never know, Madonna's fake British and, and, accent. and Tina Turner too. Yes, Tina, Tina Turner. Turner is a nutbutt Mississippi.
1: <laughs> this, this nut Mississippi, bush. she's like you know. Sometimes when your life changes. <laughs> We're not like, we're gonna go slow and we're gonna do it right. Like, <laughs> easy. Slowly and keep easy. And sometimes when you feel like, you're like wait a minute. You like, like, like this man? Hell no, she don't talk like that, man. She's some bullshit right now. How you talk like that? You from Mississippi, girl? Not Bush,
0: Mississippi. <laughs> Well, one I want to I want to say uh, as we were talking about like Nick Cannon and and God for you do it too. I want to thank you for that. You also hold up, you know, black comedians specifically black female comedians. You always give us shout outs. You give me a shout out every time, and I want to like publicly like really thank you for that because you did that on Tiffany Haddish like Tiffany Haddish presents, and I love that she does that at the end of the of the special where she says, you know, I brought you up is there someone that you could also give a you know a shout out to or to say this comedian deserves i forgot what does she call it a uh is it a i forgot what she called it but it was like that moment where you just pass it on to someone else that you think really deserves
1: to be seen yeah, i brought your name up a lot of times it's like you and i always
0: brought- i knew it was getting serious with my uncle who i i think he was mad at me even my uncle and he was like He contacted me. He said, "Hey, Godfrey, said your name." I was like, "Oh, are we friends now? Like, what's going on?" You know, but it was kind of. It was like you haven't spoken to me, but Godfrey brought us back together. You know, but I, 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 um, I say that all also to go to this moment with, and I added this article with D. L. Hughley and Monique because it's been going back and forth for a while. And it's so controversial, and like I've been
3: defending Monique, but then it's getting harder to defend her. I decided not even to look. I didn't even want to watch the video. I started it, and then I was, I was like, you know, I really like Monique. She's a good person, and I just didn't even want to. I didn't well, want to
1: see the beef. I was like, this, this, I, just. I've done two films with her. I did Soul Plane, and I did Fat Girls with her, and. Mm-hmm. I've known Monique a long time, even she did comedy before I did when I met her in Chicago and always been, a. you know, she called me a few months ago, right? (laughs) Monique calls me and she goes, hi, baby. Hi, my love. I go, hey, what's up, Monique? Hi, my love. Um, I love what you're doing, baby. I love what you are doing. You are killing it. And you've always been a very talented, I go, I know, I'm waiting for something. And she goes, but I have a problem, my love. I said, what's up, Monique? She goes, I saw you on Vlad TV. And I said, yeah, I did Vlad. I don't do Vlad anymore because he made uh, a comment about the minister Farrakhan and I I left because you can't be lying on the minister. I'm sorry. Can't do that. So, you know, and so I go, uh, I go, what's up? She goes, well, you made a comment about my husband. I said, and I couldn't recall because it had been a while. And I said, oh, I think it had to be something where I said, hey, Monique, I think a lot of stuff that's happening in your career is because of your husband. I don't know the guy, but I'm talking as a friend, as a comedy friend, like maybe it's the husband. I don't know. I think the relationship is a a little odd, but I don't know the guy. And that's what I said. And she goes, I know exactly what you said, baby. But... I felt that you disrespected him, my love. (laughs) And so I said, yo, Monique, where is he? Let me talk to him. So I got on the phone with him. And I said, hey, man, I want to apologize if you took it as offense. He goes, dude, I wasn't even offended. I understand that you're Monique's friend. You don't know me. You were just protecting her. I said, "Okay, cool, because I don't have a problem apologizing to another Black man. I'm not going to keep the beef going. That's bullshit. I go, hey, man, it's not a problem. Then I actually made a video on my Instagram talking about it and then Monique I sent it I released it and Monique goes that's why I fuck with you baby that is why I fuck with you baby (laughs) so I was like I love Monique I like that she's honest she calls people out I love all that that open um, conversation that she has and I was with her on the Netflix thing on the Oprah I was down with her even though she came at it hardcore but sometimes when you speak to power it's not going to always be pretty it is what it is so boom I was on that. Then this happened. I was like, she took it too far for me. And I'm a friend of DL's too. And I'm like, nah, I I know both of them. And I thought you talking about his wife giving a blowjob to a coward, and DL's mom is in the audience. Oh no, my uh, uh-uh. that was low blow. That was disrespectful as hell, you know. And I hope that Monique can apologize. She owes him an apology. And now and he he's bringing up the out. daughter. And brought the daughter out. And then uh, DL has a deal contract that was actually legitimate. Like the deal contract was like, yo, this is the deal memo. I was the headliner. And you went up and did 20-something minutes dogging me. And DL still came out on stage, which lets you know he has balls. He yeah, still came right. out on stage, you know. And I thought it was, that was just unfair. And I thought Monique owes him an apology. And it would be nice to see that. She owes him a big one, I think. And this is not me hating on any of them, but it was just right. out of bounds. I thought it was because he much. was
0: helping her. He was like, well, not. I guess she doesn't want to feel like it's a. He he's helping her, but he was standing by her right by doing the show. I, you right? know,
1: either way, whether whether regardless of what history they have, because you know people been around, you never know what they have right. in in private or other shows that they've been on. My thing is what I saw on stage was uncalled for
0: the run that's too the saying. run was ridiculous
1: that's all the run i loved the run it was hilarious when she, when when she
0: runs across the stage it's like what <laughs> did you have you been following this jenny no. there's <laughs> you just don't have time I for it i just don't
2: i just don't and i do and and oh, and because i have no because i haven't actually followed enough all i know the, the what it looks like for me as as, as a non participant is that she's constantly whining that's what it
0: just comes across
2: as Monique is always See, whining. that's the thing
0: is like where it's complicated is it's not – when a woman has like uh, a gripe Leaveances. about right. about financials and like how much – like I believed her when she said in Netflix wasn't paying her enough. She has a right to – that's not that's whining. Right. That's actually demanding what you think you deserve. And when a black woman asks for what she deserves, all of a sudden it's like she's difficult. You know, uh, what are you doing? Like and then they do this, this – this analysis of exactly how much more someone else should be making all of a sudden they they have the facts of why she shouldn't be making so much money you know but i do think like that's the that's the interesting thing about even with the amber herd move um moment and this moment is like these things aren't I, I'm impressed by myself as I'm about to say this. Uh-oh. These str- these struggles or these movements are not linear. <laughs> I feel so
3: good about saying that.
0: <laughs> right? They're not linear. They're, they're not perfect. And they have like, I guess it's like, you can have a gripe, but we're all at fault on some way because we're human. So it's never going to be perfect. Like, Monique has legitimate gripes. But this right here has just kind of—I don't want to say it destroyed it because I want to say that things are not always that simple. You know what I mean? Even with Amber Heard. I don't want to say, like, the trial with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard didn't destroy the Me Too movement. It's just things aren't that simple.
2: Well, what I what I feel is that again I re- I know very little and I do believe I don't discredit that she has like gripes what it looks like again from someone who's just hearing snips and pieces like this it just sounds like she's handling them wrong she's handling her she's expressing her her gripes in a way that maybe it, it's coming across as unprofessional This again I know nothing because I don't care I'm worried about my own shit I don't I don't care <laughs> I don't care.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, I think you need to pick and choose sometimes just to be like, but even in a relationship, like even with your partner, so that, so that you don't look whiny or, or or anything. I think after a certain point, you have to start saying like, this bothers me, but I'm going to pick this one. And then I'm going to wait a minute before I'm going to give this one some time before I like address this one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes you do got to like and, and everything can't be. I don't think you can call out everything, just like in a relationship, you know, You because somebody can't feel nitpicked at. You got to, yeah. you know, pick and yeah. you got to pick and choose, unfortunately, because I know sometimes you want to every you want to call out everything. But I think you got to that Netflix one was such a big one. I think you got to, you know, and, that was so big that I think you got to pick that one for a long time.
1: And what's funny is uh, she ended up actually. Things were falling on her side. She was ended up being kind of correct on a lot of stuff. It took a while. And then 50 Cent said, I got you. 50's like, I got you. And then Lee Daniels made up with her in Staten Island. Did you see that? Oh yeah, Lee Daniels came and said, We are, we've made up. And they were at some theater in Staten Island. It's like, we've made up that girl, we about to make move, blah, blah, blah. So he's back on board. Because 50 was like, yo, I got you. Fuck all of them. I got you. And 50s doing really successful shit. So I think maybe they follow that train like, hey, Monique, come on. So I thought that this move kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: it's not. I don't know.
1: I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, that's just, you know, that's just. Well, DL said. You got to
3: stay quiet for a little minute.
0: Yeah, we don't know how to do that anymore, though. As a society, we have to always respond. You ever notice, like, on Twitter and comment sections, it's like people just can't. Like, I put up on the Nextdoor app something about the the bike lanes, because this is who I am. Basically, this is what I do. I always complain about bike lanes. And let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lauren's like what? <laughs> <I was> like- <laughs> the amount of comments, people just can't stop themselves. I'm like, you ain't gotta say nothing else. It's supposed to be two bike. By- <laughs> it should be a two-way bike lane. I should be able to go downtown. And then this one person makes a comment. He can't stop himself. Another person has to make. It's like we can't like Well, just keyboard
1: stop. warrior, because you're hidden, because people talk more shit. There's more hatred spewed because you're not in people's faces where they see you. So that's where you get a lot of that, man. People go in, you know what I mean. They can talk all they want
3: that stuff to your face.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's like that one. There's a really funny. You know, you've seen that video probably of the two dogs barking at each other, and the, the gate opens up, and then they then they sit there, and then it says, <laughs> "This is these are two internet people talking on." The key. And, they, and the dogs are like, <laughs> and then the, the the gate slides open, and then they stand there looking at each other like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then when the gate
1: slides back, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the funniest. It's been around for like a year or so. It's so funny to talk about this is internet people.
0: That is so funny. <laughs>
3: That's so, that's so accurate. Because like, Somebody will dog you online and see you in person and be like, oh my gosh, I love you. I've seen your stuff.
2: So. I think that's one of the reasons that I'm not that much into, into like social media, because there's just so many, I can't deal with the trolling. The people who only want to talk about things are like, I actually have somebody trolling me right now and lying about something. Block. Oh no, 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 Block no. No, she doesn't, she's trolling me in a way. I know it's to me, but she's not saying my name.
1: So. Well, man, you don't, you shouldn't let that stop you though. Because it's going to be, you have to, social media, take it from me. You think, social media is a lot of work. It's You've got to put the work in. Content is real as hell. It's like, it's not going to, it's not going to record itself. You got to pick that phone up and do it. I'm telling you, social media, you got to be part of it, man. I'm telling you right now, unless you get on a TV show and you just happen to blow the fuck up, ah. uh, good for you. But t- you, you, I look at it as... As the Byron Allen um, schematic, Byron Allen, who I've known a long time, you know, he's a billionaire and he he produces a lot of shitty shows on TV, but they're always on. They're never canceled and they're always on. So think about your your Instagram as just a shitty show that never gets canceled is always on. you got to catch people. I love You're that. Just always on. I mean, you know what I mean. It's just you know. I you did it with only, my
0: dance videos. I didn't know.
1: You just gotta you know? keep doing. Do yo? I. No, ahead. I do go feel,
0: ahead. and I love that you're giving
2: that advice. because so that's wonderful advice because I do because I'm working on this one woman show now. Like I do feel like okay, I'm gonna like start doing stuff now because I want to start reading excerpts of it, so, like so people like to get draw and people to it. And my thing to is it that and,
1: you gotta start doing it so people go, oh, she has a one woman show now. I gotta go see this. Yeah. You you don't want to put the you want to be on it now because then people will be like. Oh damn! And then when you then when you market your shit and go, hey, I'll be at this theater. People go, hell yeah, I'm going. Listen, I'm gonna be honest, and I want to brag about this shit. I have, have, I'm me and Lenny Kravitz are friends now because he saw the character I did. He goes, man, you remind me of myself. You're so different, and you know you're you're not like black people trip out on you. White people, not everybody accepts you, but you're right in the middle like me. So I'm Lenny Kravitz is my friend. Nas is my friend. Like everybody's like. Because of the consistency, I built, like, I didn't know that it would happen. I just said, let me just put these characters out. I, I'm just going to do the shit. Will Packer, he was like, he's like, God, you guys, we need to do something, man. All right, right, right. during the pandemic, you know, Will Packer. But I got all these people that know what I do. And you know what? Nobody knew that I had all the voices because when I went against Jay Farrell, Atheon Crockett, Aries Spears, I had more voices than all of them. They didn't and know Dean,
0: that. Dean. Dean did it too, Dean, right? yeah.
1: but oh, they've all been on sketch comedy shows, except me. I've been, I was rejected by uh, SNL Sorry three no times. SNL Which is crazy. I, I got, yeah, I've never been on those shows, man. But Michael Che, thank God I've done the Michael Che show. I was able to do the Steve Harvey spoof. And do some other shit. So thank God for That's Michael Steve Che. Steve
0: Harvey character. Have you seen that, Lauren? Like when you do the Steve Harvey, that also went viral. No, I'm, I'm
3: about to go into a hole of Godfrey after this. <laughs> I'll do a- to go oh, go yours too. I'll go, Lauren.
1: Yeah, I'm, going, Lott, I'm, going I'm going into a, a Lauren hole. Singing. And then when Lauren, I say, Hey,
0: don't,
1: and no, Lauren, I went
0: into a Lauren hole. I love and your and Lauren,
1: when I say, Hey, good stuff in your DM, don't go, Who the fuck is this? I can't. Kept- <laughs> I'm saying, hey, it's me, Godfrey. I was I was on the podcast with you. I was watching your stuff. <laughs> Safe Negro Alert.
3: <laughs> you know what? I'm actually not like that. Like you know, like um, people I, people are really uh the sensitive. I'm not at all. Uh, yeah, I'm I, not at all. I, I and I still enjoy like terrible raunchy jokes and like. I mean, it's when not people even when ra- people no. approach me with like I wouldn't think you would, but when people no. approach me with like terrible, terrible, almost sometimes inappropriate pickup lines. I still think that crap is funny. So, I mean, I'm in a, I, maybe I'm a little far behind, no, but like, I don't really, ever feel, I good. don't ever feel scared. Like, I'm like, I just don't, I just don't always feel like I'm like someone's about to throw me in the back of their car just because you wanted to come up because you thought I was cute and wanted to come and say hi. Oh, see, I do. That's yeah, just, I do know that's so. just,
1: we got to approach, man. It's like, dude, it's like, I'm a, I am don't really approach women at all. Even in college. uh, uh You remember Heather? But Um, yeah,
0: no, I know all your girlfriends.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I've known you for a long time, Godfrey. I've seen the whole thing. And you know, I was telling Khalid, I was telling Khalid, she's like, Did you ever have a moment with Godfrey? I go, I did, but he doesn't remember. So it's not even worth no, talking
1: about. You said about. I met you. I was you, wearing a I, cat suit. I danced with you at a house party, you said. <laughs> yeah. And I,
0: and I was like, Godfrey, he danced with me in a cat suit. And I was like, I was like, he's like Black Superman. It was so fantastic. And then I swear to God, literally that in week, face you, you fell why, why, w- in I What? In my face? mind, why Lord, is in face? my <laughs> in my mind, it was all of that, I'm picturing right? Picturing the moment. Oh, oh yeah, I was. It was a house music venue. You know, I was Just in there. A cat suit. I, I walked dance
1: in. Too. Like that. I'm- Godfrey, I was and I were you
0: hitting her behind.
3: Like
1: no, 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 no. He he
0: was, but you know what, Godfrey, you don't remember. And for me, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me it was so blown was up Picture it all i i thought i was like oh my god god into me oh my god i'm so excited to telling my sister i was like do you remember last night when he danced with me and then literally two days later you i think you started dating or you you really liked my best friend's
1: sister-in-law what the hell is that that's a lot of people I know. Best, Best friend, sister in law. That's a lot of that's a lot I can't
0: I still see you don't remember any of it. And I was I like, do. I guess We're I was like, wrong. Yes. This was so much fun. And Lauren, it was so it was a pleasure getting to know you.
3: Thanks. Yeah, this was a great conversation. You guys are great.
0: And you're welcome to come back anytime and join us. I'm going to go
3: stalk all of you. I, I would love to come back.
0: Yeah, you know, and I, you're Disney princess. I want my nieces to like, I have a four year old niece that it's her birthday every single day since October. And <laughs> she wears a crown to class. And when I say she would love to see a,
3: a Disney princess like you, I mean it. So I, I randomly sing to children on the street all the time. So nice. Uh, I would love. I've gone viral for it three times, and it was and it wasn't like a plan. Like it's just someone films it, and then yeah, for just oh, saying it. I love the it. Lauren's a
1: psycho. It's awesome.
3: I'm absolutely.
1: <laughs> I love a it. Psycho. You're nuts. But, but, it's but, awesome. But I
3: do it when I'm like volunteering or like at a birthday party <laughs> She's like, with
1: a kid. When I think of, my I think of. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know my go-to.
3: My go-to is actually look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Nice. Wouldn't you think I'm a girl? <laughs> oh, Ariel. Yes, Ariel. Amazing. Lauren, tell Excellent. our listeners where they can find okay. you. You can find me at L O R E N S H A R I C E on everything. And I have, I'm filming my first major motion picture right now. So nice. follow the journey because it's going to be. Really, really cool, and I nice. cry every day because I'm so excited to finally be, um, to finally be in a movie. Nice. So yeah, follow the follow the jury. It's a wild ride, and um, yeah, with friends like us, who needs to ever be discouraged? Because you can come on here and be like, oh no, I'm not alone. We're all actually winning. Yes, thank you. That was beautiful.
0: And Jenny, from- hi, I'm Jenny Saldana,
2: and you can find me on the Little Brown Girl Show on Instagram and the LB. Girl show on Twitter and with friends like us, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, right, Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 just like that, man. I got it, just like that, with friends friends like like us, us, man. It's like, hey, you know what I'm saying.
2: You know what? I haven't seen Godfrey in a I haven't seen Godfrey in a while. All right. So I'm gonna... All
1: right, man. Friends like us, you know, who's like, hey, you know, I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> <bad." laughs>
0: With friends like <laughs> I'm
1: <us>. saying, no. <laughs> yeah
0: free.
2: let's
1: go
0: hey, mm. hey let's go
1: give me some two time
0: take it <laughs> you to the got breed. it you, that's you gotta come in come you in
1: take to it overlap. to the breed uh.
0: it's like double dutch you gotta find your uh, spot no,
1: come on now you double-handed. double-handed you double-handed I am
0: double-handed i've been told that all my yeah. life i can't <laughs> turn double
2: dutch. you
1: double-handed girl right, well, but like Fred like us like we this, sorry
2: i don't have to be i yeah. don't have to be shamed for not knowing how to double dutch <laughs>
1: yes you did all right. it yeah get down godfrey get down, tell baby. our listeners godfrey where they can find you lauren someone's coming to our house or something she looked back you it all was right? housekeeping oh, okay you, you okay like, no we're good okay okay my fault i was like oh shit i said, i thought someone would be like who's that ha ha key king who the hell nigga you talking to um, <laughs> I was like, I would just on a podcast with friends like us. I'm sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> Godfrey is funny. Yes. Okay. Listen, with friends oh, like God. us, you can fall back and you can get caught because you don't have to worry. They always got your back. How you like that? Yeah, baby. Mm, got mine right off. And <laughs> that, yeah, is killer. You, you can find me on Instagram, Comedian Godfrey, Instagram, and um, also in Godfrey, we trust is my podcast on the gas digital network it's 10 p.m eastern time tuesdays and fridays yeah and if you lauren if you want to do it let me all you guys got to come back and do it you know what i'm saying it's a good podcast i just followed you oh whatever did and you
3: follow and, uh, me too <laughs> we you now? didn't say your thing yet Oh,
0: I'm coming. Here we go.
1: The medium go Guthrie. Oh, 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 oh. I followed you,
0: though, recently, Lauren. Uh, oh, when, is this?
1: when is this episode?
0: Next Wednesday. It'll air next Wednesday.
1: Oh, okay. Then will you guys go see me in Miami Improv, uh, June 22nd to the 24th of Miami Improv, June 22nd to the 24th.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Godfrey. And Marina yeah. Franklin here, just go to my website, marinafranklin.com for all things Marina. And on Instagram, it's Marina Y Franklin. Um, I'll get my my videos up. You both encouraged yeah. me to continue posting. I haven't you posted have to. in a while. You have to. So I will yeah. do that. And with friends like us, you can be inspired to be the Disney princess yeah. that you've always wanted to be.
3: Hey yeah, good, I do
0: It's true. Oh. Check us out. Check us, us out. out. And now Literally I'm gonna five. take pictures. That was awesome! <laughs> I'm gonna take photos now. Hold on.